It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insights, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. And welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Have so many exciting guests. If you uh, have not listened to the past podcasts, I encourage you to do that. So many cool things going on in franchising right now, and so many great people leading the path of entrepreneurship in America. Um, and I have one of those people with me today. Totally excited about this. So if you know me at all, this is the Franchise Academy, and what I do is help people understand the pros and cons of owning a franchise and whether it's the right vehicle for them whether it's changing their career or just investing in a business kind of on the side and keeping a full-time job. So I've been doing it uh, since 2005 and, and have helped uh, well over 1,500 people at this point uh, figure out franchising. So uh, being a former franchisee myself and uh, author of three books on the subject, I am um, just all about helping people figure out their dream, whether it's franchising or not. That brings me to my guest. I have Brian Klein with me today, who's the founder of a concept called Max Challenge. So the Max Challenge I heard about years ago before I met Brian at a franchise conference. Just I saw people posting that they're going to this thing, this gym, and changing and transforming their lives and, you know, showing pitches and stuff. So I knew about it. And I was like, what is this thing? And I started doing some research. And then just was blessed to be able to meet Brian face to face. And one thing I love about Brian is he, he says that excellence is not something that is reserved for the elite few, but excellence is really something that is within the grasp of all of us. Just love that idea. His mission is to help people achieve their personal best. So the Max Challenge really transforms minds, bodies, and spirits, which is just right up my <laughs> my alley. And he likes to inspire everyone and not just have people settle for mediocrity, which, you know, that is my mantra as well. He strongly believes that anyone could reach every single one of their goals with the right mindset. And amen to that. The success of Max Challenge is based on a collaboration of listening and staying in regular communication with the current and potential franchise owners out there that they have and providing as much guidance as possible. Brian is really extraordinarily a hands-on CEO and helps franchise owners realize their full potential and realize their dreams through the Max Challenge by helping other people realize their dreams of being in shape. So, Brian, welcome. Thank you so much, Tom. That was an incredible introduction, and I'm certainly going to do my absolute best to live up to everything that you laid out for your audience there. Incredibly excited to be oh. here. Well, cool. Thank you. I'm really excited and, and feel very honored uh, and grateful that uh, you could take time out of your really busy schedule to uh, talk with me. So this is really something different, this Max Challenge. So how, how did you come up with this? So the short of the story is that uh, 19 years ago, uh, my wife ended up getting uh, very sick. She got ill. She ended up in the hospital for an extended period of time. And to, to make the, the story even more incredible, my son was born right around that same time as well, and he was born premature. So here my, I am. I have a, a two-pound baby in the NICU unit of the hospital. 
my wife is uh, in critical condition and there's a lot of unknowns and my stress level just shoots through the roof. So at that time, I, own, I owned a fitness business. I, I, uh, luckily, it was a well-developed business that was uh, managed by a fantastic group of people. And uh, I, I took a considerable amount of time off of work to spend with my family and, and to get through this tough time. And I literally gained 100 pounds. So I went from being like this local like guy who owned this fitness business and, and everybody looked at me as the, the person um, you know, to go to to get into shape. And I gained 100 pounds. And when I went to take this weight off, I realized there's absolutely nobody in the world, nobody who is uh, addressing the real problem that people are facing. And it's not joining a gym, right? Like so many people get motivated, especially this time of year, February, they're motivated to join a gym, January, February, they enroll, but then they don't do anything about it. They don't even attend. 90% of the people that buy a fitness membership, Tom, never go to the gym even once. They go there, they enroll, and then they never go. They just make a monthly donation. So I saw this incredible, it's true. A monthly donation, donation. I love that. So I saw an incredible (laughs) opportunity to combine three unique things. Fitness, really truly exciting, effective, well-thought-out fitness classes with very effective nutrition counseling that's literally designed to work in tandem with those classes, side-by-side with those classes, and then the third piece, motivation, so that people don't only enroll in this incredible program because of a promise, but that we actually deliver on that promise. And the results have been absolutely astounding. Our members, like you said before, they're shouting from the rooftops because they're getting in the best shape of their lives and, and even learning to go for after goals and dreams that stretch far beyond the fitness realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's absolutely amazing how somebody, you know, makes the decision to change and then really changes. It's it's really, it comes down to the, to the decision. And so many of us, even me, I mean, I do make a monthly donation to a gym locally. <laughs> I love here. it. Um, I own a Peloton machine, um, have not been on it in six months. Wow. So, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, you're, you're preaching to the choir. And what's even more interesting is that, this day and age, people don't even have to go to the gym to join. People will join. My daughter is a good example. She joins a, a big box gym because it's only $10 a month, but she joins online and never even steps one foot in the gym ever, but still continues to make a $10 monthly donation because, you know, I'm going to work out next month. And what's $10? And, um, it's not enough pain to get you right. to, you know, go into your whatever, your computer, into into the onto the website, to sign into the website, and to fill out all the forms you need to fill out to cancel the membership. It's just not enough. Right. And that's and it's unfortunate. But in some cases, that's the whole business model for some gyms. Period. You know, Tom, it's like you're 100% right. But the some cases part, it's really almost in 90% or more of those cases because even the industry magazines, the leading fitness industry magazines, their statistics printed right in the magazine says that 90% of the people that enroll in January never use the membership. I had to read it like I read it over two, three, four times, just kept reading it because I couldn't believe it. 90% 90% of them never use it, not even once. They just enroll, and then they never go. 
So what makes Max Challenge different in that department? So when we say that we combine fitness, nutrition, and motivation, we really mean that we combine fitness, nutrition, and motivation. So every single person that joins the Max Challenge starts with a 10-week program, what we call a 10-week challenge. And throughout that challenge, we handhold the member to make sure that they're not only, you know, getting initially excited to enroll in the program, but they're actually using the program each and every day for 10 straight weeks. And literally what happens is people come to the first day and then our goal is just to get them to the second day. After the second day, we get them to the third, to the fourth, to the fifth. And after about one week, what happens is people look back at the week and they're like, holy cow, I did it. So we're literally changing people's references from people that, 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 you know, I'm sure a lot of the listeners could relate to this, right? They join the gym, they don't go, they buy the treadmill, they don't go. Now that's two things. It's like a, two weights on the shoulder, right? Holding them down. They, jo- they join, I don't know, some other weight loss thing, whatever, Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, whatever. They do it, they get moderate results because they only go half the amount of time. Now they got three weights on their shoulder and they got all this weight kind of like holding them down. Then they join the max challenge and they have success number one, day one. They have success number two, day two, success number three, success number four. If they happen to falter and miss a day, guess what? Our system is going to ding us, let us know that they missed the class. We're going to give them a phone call. We're going to re-engage with them. We're going to inspire them to come the next day. And they're going to look back at the end of the week and they're going to say, holy shit, I did it. I went four days. I went five days and I feel really good about myself. So it's reversing the psychology. It's allowing people to change their life references. Instead of references, I tried and I failed. 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 It's very quickly success, success, success. And as they say, success breeds success. This is really, truly how you build new habits. And people are literally changing from the inside out. I have people coming to me three weeks into the program, whereas in day one, they might have come in and they might have said, you know, I'm going to give this my absolute best, but I don't know. I'm not a morning person or I'm not a workout person. I'm going to try my best. And then three weeks in, they're coming and going, you know what? I'm going to be on vacation for a few days or I'm going on business for a few days. You've got to help me out here because I can't be without going to the class. I can't be out without, uh, you know, the group. I can't be without the nutrition. So can you give me some advice on how to stay on track, a hotel workout or or whatever? So people literally are changing from people who hate exercising or people who think that they can't do it to people who can't live without daily exercise and proper nutrition. It's absolutely amazing. It is amazing. And you are building a tribe of followers. Uh, we'll call them franchisees. Um, how many units do you guys have open? So now? we have 77 units open and we have 140 sold. I think what's most amazing by that, Tom, if I may, is just that in the state of New Jersey, we're literally sold out. We have not one territory left in the state of New Jersey. I think we're probably one of the most dense uh brands in New Jersey with uh, 51 open, uh-huh. successful, very uh, great franchisees in, in New Jersey. And it's all organic up until this point. So we're we're very excited about yeah. that. That is, that is something. Uh, to be organic and have those kind of numbers is, is amazing. So, and, and you're, you're New, you are New Jersey based, is that yep. right? Yes, I was 
born, well, not born. I was born in Brooklyn, like I think almost everybody else in New Jersey, and uh, raised in New uh-huh. Jersey, um, and uh, you know started the first Max Challenge here, and it, like you, like we just started, it grew. Mm-hmm organically based on the results just we went town by town by town until we pretty much conquered the well, not pretty much we conquered the entire state it's in new jersey i'm proud to say it's a it's a household name that's amazing and uh i just coincidentally read recently that one out of every four americans could trace their roots that's back awesome. to brooklyn um yeah it's and it's true if you think about it just you know ellis island immigrants all that stuff and um, I was born and raised in Brooklyn and didn't move to Long Island until I had kids. And so um, so I was uh, a true Brooklynite through and through. And, uh, you know what they say, you could take the guy out of Brooklyn, but you can't take Brooklyn out of the guy. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. You got a quarter for the meter? <laughs> exactly. That was funny. Um, I could I could just riff on that for a half hour. But um, it's, uh, it, it's awesome. So. Tell us a little bit about an entrepreneurial moment that maybe didn't go well for you. Know, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my – literally, like a lot of entrepreneurs, you hear these stories, you know, people who sold candy or whatever the heck it was, you know, to their grade school friends and such. And, of course, I've got all of those stories and, you know, so many entrepreneurs have those types of things. But, you know, I started my first true business when I was 18 years old. And I, uh, I I sublet a uh, fitness center, right? And out of that fitness center, I started a martial arts business. We taught martial arts to children and to adults. It was very popular. It grew very quickly. Um, one day I show up to this uh, place. It was going really well. You know, hundreds of students we had. <clears throat> I was 18 years old. Fantastic. A great feeling on top of the world to be 18, have hundreds of people coming to the classes and such. I had a staff of people. Operating out of a yeah. fitness center, so we're subletting, so expenses really weren't that high. Now we show up to this place one day, and the door's locked. There's a sticker on the window from the state of New Jersey. Apparently, these people didn't pay their taxes. They didn't pay their workers' comp. They didn't pay anything, right? So they shut these people down. They put a chain on the door. So de facto, now I'm locked out of my business. I could tell you, my first oh, reaction, Tom, wasn't a good one, man. I was like nervous. I was distraught. I was basically, you know, I allowed myself for a couple of days to to, be, to feel victimized. And I was walking around, you know, just the, the sky yeah. is falling. Life is terrible. You work hard and then everything comes crashing down. And other people, they don't back you up. They're, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And my father, you know, he took me aside. He said to me, he challenged me. He says, you know, maybe you're not cut out for this entrepreneur thing. He says, what are you talking about? Of course, of course I am. I was born uh. to – says, nah, maybe you're not cut out for this. He goes, because, you know, if you're going to crumble over something like this, this is just one of many obstacles that are going to stand in your way of success in life. And I, you know, I took that – I had the choice to take that challenge one or two ways. I'll tell you, he continued. He said to me, look, you, you were a wrestler in high school, and he said when you were on the wrestling mat and you were just about to get pinned – and you try to, you know, wiggle out of there. You move to the left. You move to the right. You're moving. You're wiggling. You're trying to bump the guy off of you. You're looking up at the ceiling. You're counting all the holes in the ceiling tiles. You feel like you're going to die under there. He goes, do I run over and pull the guy off? Does the coach run over, pull the guy off? I said, no. He goes, nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to pull this situation off for you. You got to figure out how to get out from underneath. 
and we get back on top and pin that other guy. So, you know, I had a choice at that time and I, I wallowed in it for, I would say, not just a couple of days, but a couple of weeks. And that story kept resonating and resonating until I learned to flip that switch on and turn probably a, what was at the time a seemingly very negative situation to something, you know, very positive. Learn how to get out of a tight situation because that's truly what entrepreneurship is about. And, you know, so that, that was probably the one of the worst that turned into one of the best. Brilliant. Your dad is uh, brilliant. So that was um, such a great thing to say to you. And, and probably most parents wouldn't do that, especially this day and age. People are like, oh, too bad. You know, let's get oh you a safe God. space. Yeah, forget about, for, forget, forget, <laughs> forget about that, right? I mean, look, when your parents grow up, like my father is a, an immigrant. He came from Germany with, you know, the whole, the whole story. Everyone knows these stories. Zero in his pocket and built a business up from zero, some of that gets passed down. You know, a lot of that gets passed down, right? Because that type of person, yeah. they're not going to put up with, you know, yeah. okay, everybody gets an award. They're not going to put, you got to work for everything that you got. If you're in a tight situation, you'll get advice, right. but you're not going to get bailed out. And I think that's incredibly important. You should not get bailed out. And there was a really, somebody told me a story. One of my actual clients told me this story, and then I saw it again on on a documentary two nights ago, and it's about a um, a caterpillar in a cocoon that's you know going to go through the metamorphosis to become a butterfly, and a guy comes along and sees this cocoon and feels bad for the caterpillar, and cuts it open, and the the little pod opens up, and the butterfly has wings, but it falls to the ground and dies, and it. And so the moral to the story is like you need that struggle to build your muscle so you can fly. So when you, right, you're like, wow, man, I I never, you know, it's fun. Somebody told me it's an old story. I never heard it before, but I thought it was brilliant. And you just kind of said it in a different way. And um, that's what we're here to do is inspire people and, and think about controlling their own destiny. So, so this is great. Talking about people controlling their own destiny what is a really good profile of an ideal franchisee for the Max Challenge? Are you looking for that, you know, Jim Rat buff guy or not gal? at all? In fact, you know, I think the number one attribute that I'm looking for, if I could sum it up in just a few words, I hear this over and over and over again. I've got franchisees, fantastic franchisees that come in and they say to me, listen, I climbed the ladder of success just to find that I climbed the wrong ladder. You know, these are, are, are great people that, you know, in the corporate world, they, uh, you know, have very important roles and they work their way up and they've got a fantastic story to tell, except the piece of that story is on the outside, they look very successful. Financially, they're successful. They get a lot of respect from their peers and from their community in that they've built a great career for themselves, but there's this piece missing. We're looking for people that are really looking mm-hmm. to build a business that, yes, number one, provides for them financially. They've got to have high financial standards and expectations for themselves because we want people who are going to go for it and shoot for the moon, right? Number two, though, is people who want to build a business that is really contributing to their communities in a very special, important way because we know success is more than financial. That's a 
certainly a piece of it, right? Anyone who says, no, you know, it's not about the money. It is. That is a piece of it. And we're lucky because we have not lucky. We're very fortunate because we have developed a business that has tremendous, uh, you know, potential, right? For the right franchisees. But at the same time, this is a business that fills people up spiritually, that helps people to say, you know what, I wake up in the morning and I don't roll out of bed, you know, miserable, thing, dreading I got to go to another meeting, dreading that I, I jump out of bed looking forward to the meetings that I'm about to engage in because these are meetings that really fill me up. I'm helping people truly make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. That and that's a great way to you know <laughs> to go through your life you know and and as people have heard me say on on this podcast and in other uh, locations is you know the choice really comes down to the choice between uncertainty and unhappiness and um, most people that you know they choose unhappiness and they stick with all that crap um, but when somebody chooses uncertainty and goes into a business like this where you're actually helping people and building people up. I mean, that just comes back to you a hundredfold and you're doing it. It's like doing well and doing good at the same time. It's I'm going to borrow that one like for me. sure. I'm doing doing what, yeah, that's exactly it. That sums it up perfectly in that yeah. our franchisees really are doing well and they're doing good at the same time. Yeah. It's amazing. It's such a great thing. What do you think is the, really the single most important attribute of a franchise owner? What, what do they need to possess to be I think successful? that this goes for every single brand on the face of the earth, what I'm about to say. And that's a growth mindset. I think if, you know, people, I've found that people who have a stagnant mindset, who have a fixed mindset, who think that there's only one way and the one way only and, and the way that they've done it for the first half of their life is the only way that they could operate, become, you know, very difficult uh, owners to deal with. The people who have a growth mindset, who are always looking to learn something new, always looking to contribute at a higher level, always looking to expand their knowledge base and become masterful in the execution of their their business plan. Those are the people that do absolutely fantastic. Those are the people that knock it out of the park. Yep. Yep, I, I have to agree with that. And it's it's kind of a little bit like the half the glass half full mentality as well, right? I mean, you need to um you know, when when stuff comes your way, you got to be able to um overcome 100%. it. 100%. You know, you know there, there's a saying that right? the biggest obstacle in life isn't the the outside things, it's the inside things, and it's true. You know, the things that stand in people's way, it's like you're talking about uncertainty before, right? Like I'll have franchisees, uh, you know, every system has somebody who at first comes in and they might say, you know, people here are different. But after, you know, uh, addressing that and going through the process of mastering the systems that we have in place, they come to realize rather quickly, the people in a growth mindset come to realize rather quickly, people really aren't different, right? They're, they're really not, you know? In other words, the sales process works when you apply it 110%, when you execute flawlessly, when you cross your T's, when you dot your I's. People really aren't different. A lot of times our minds look for the excuses. They look for all the reasons why something won't work, the glass half empty thing. Yeah? You got to look for the reasons why it will work because they're 100% definitively there. 
And that's the whole idea of, you know, a, a strong business owner or entrepreneur is that, you know, you're looking for the reasons why in a positive way and not, not, you know, not the negative reasons. And it's, you know, it is glass half full, half empty, that kind of mentality. But I think there's another level to understanding that I know you understand is that it's really the story that you're telling yourself because you could be, you could say, you could wake up in the morning and say, oh, I, I own this franchise and, and I'm great and, you know, I'm positive. But deep down inside, you're like, I, I'm scared. I don't know if this is ever going to work. This, you know, maybe it works for everybody, but it doesn't work for me. I've never had success before in my life and I don't know what that even looks like. Yeah. You know, if that's kind of the chatter in, in your subconscious. That's, That's the be mindset. It, yeah, it's going to be a problem. But a I'll problem. tell you what I say to franchisees who might, uh, you know, feel that way. As I say, you know, what? I, I have a question, and I don't want you to answer it for me. But I, this is my question to you. And one of my mentors taught this to me. He said to me, "What kind of mindset do you have now, and where did you get it?" And just think about that. You know, just think about it. What kind of mindset do you have now? And where do you get it? Hey, I know for me, like you know, that story I shared before about my dad teaching me to wiggle my way out of a tough situation, I know where I got that. And that happens to be one of the mindset traits that I have that is positive and keeps me moving in a fantastic direction towards the achievement of my goals and dreams. But you know what? Not all the things that we inherit from our mentors, from our parents, from the people around us, not all of the uh, thoughts and beliefs are positive. Identifying those and overcoming them that's part of the max challenge as part of being a max challenge franchisee as well. I think that's why our franchisees are doing so successful. Coaching here isn't just business coaching, right? It's let's overcome these limiting beliefs and totally crush our goals. Right, right. And and you're only here, you know, for a limited time. Why wait? It it's over so short. And and we could probably do a, a whole podcast just on that, but you know, it life is short and and you need to do what you need to do and and you don't need to. I mean, if you don't true. want to do we anything, don't have to do you don't anything, do anything, right? It's, fine. Um, it's yeah, it's true. I mean, they right. could say we have to breathe and pay our taxes, but even that's optional to some degree, right? Yeah. But it is. hey, you know, the way you're looking at it and the Absolutely. way I'm looking at it, it's just it, franchising in general, you know, the industry as a whole, you know, look, so many people think about it. And if you're, if you're at least thinking about it, there's something there in your heart. And in your mind, that's telling you, that's pulling you in that direction. And I think, you know, then, then, then people's head trash, their beliefs sort of stand in the way. And if you're thinking about it at all, listening to this podcast, you owe it to yourself to take another step and another step and to overcome those obstacles so that you could live the life that you deserve and make the impact that you deserve. Make the impact yeah, that you deserve no to make. Yeah. And, and it may not be franchising. There may be other things that you need to be doing. And, you know, just in general, you know, the world is waiting for you. People want to hear that song that you wrote and they want to read that book you're thinking about writing. You need to do that because in my mind, the scariest day of your life is going to be the day when you meet the ghosts of those materials. And I can tell you, Tom, I, I, you know, the day that I decided to write the business plan for the Max Challenge, right, it could have gone in one or two directions. Because I was, you know, I, I saw it, you know, it's like the culmination of all these experiences, right? Coming out of the, coming off the experience of my wife being in the hospital, coming off the experience of my son being in the hospital, and then, you know, you start to gain weight, become strong, become healthier. And then, I, you know, I started to see the opportunity, fitness, nutrition, motivation. But there literally was a moment in time 
where it kind of clicked because I saw the opportunity and then I said to myself, you know what? You're the person to take complete advantage of this opportunity and make it available to the world. And I could have very easily listened to that part of my brain that Mm -hmm. said, who the heck are you to think that you're the person to take this idea and make it a reality? But instead of listening to that negativity, instead of listening to that side of my brain, which I think exists in every single one of us to one degree or another, I said, you know, I'm going to start paying attention to that side of my brain that says, who are you to not deserve to be the person to bring this incredible idea to the world? And I, I literally ran home. I, mean, I didn't walk. I literally like mm. ran home 100 miles an hour, like slammed on the freaking gas, you know, closed, locked the door to my office and began working on this business plan because I didn't want this to be another Ralph Cramden idea. So if anyone out there ever has an idea, you know, what I'm trying to do here is just say, heck, <laughs> you know, don't sit on it. Don't wait. You know, get yourself into action immediately. When you feel that inspiration, don't wait for that side of your brain to start to convince you of all the reasons why it's not going to work. Just get into it. Get into it right away. Yep. All those negative thoughts are weeds, and you need to weed your the garden of your mind on Every a daily day. basis. What is something that you feel is a myth that you would like to bust? Business in general, right? I, you know, it's a sort of it relates definitively to to the the max challenge and the success that we've experienced here you know a lot of people say holy cow that guy that was an overnight success but if you think back to the beginning of this podcast i started off talking about you know my entrepreneurial aspirations as a kid trying to sell believe it or not yeah we sold candy to our friends we sold all sorts of things but we sold keys. I mean, who the hell could sell a key, right? Like, you know, back in the day, people wore these uh, big wallets. They'd stick in their freaking uh, pocket with a chain that comes across. This was like a New Jersey thing, I guess. But there was keys. So I would sell keys from the junk drawer in the house to the kids in school, whatever. But I opened my first legitimate business at the age of 18 years old. You know, tax ID, the whole thing. So people say it's an overnight success. This is the thing. There's no overnight successes. This one in particular is an overnight success. It's <laughs> over 30 years in the making. All right. So it's about, you know, business itself, the myth that there's overnight successes, no such thing. No matter what age you are, no matter where you're at in life, you know, you got to go to work on developing and honing and mastering really the skills that are going to ladder up to success. And it could happen for you at any age. And in, in addition to that, it it's really about, you know, making it happen, you know, for yourself and and really for the 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 world at large, I guess is is it's not all about you, but it's what I, other people. That is one hundred percent. You know, the, um, the 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 fact that this business is so has done so many great things for so many people. First of all, it's a team effort, right? It's not all this is a team effort. But the second piece is we're delivering results. That's the thing. Like, you know, we started with the end in mind, and the end was to help people transform their lives, not just, you know, create a marketing machine that created a promise that was compelling enough to get people to enroll in this program, but to back it up with the delivery of the end result. That's what's so fantastic about this. It's driven by the results we are providing ultimately for our members. Our members are walking billboards and they're happy to endorse this. This isn't a forced thing. We're not we're not having to coerce them and give out referral rewards and all of this, all great things that you know businesses do, referral programs, etc. 
but they're doing it because they believe in it. They got results that are so impactful that they're willing to tell their friends about it. And their friends are saying, what the hell are you doing? So if you got an idea, you should sure start with the end in mind. Are you solving a problem for a market that's big enough that you're going to make an impact and really help people and not sell them some sort of snake oil that, that doesn't give them what they really are looking for in life? That's awesome. So is there another piece of parting advice you'd like to give? I'd like to, we'll tie it up with that. If you have a dream, if you have an aspiration that it might seem, you know, absurd to everybody else in the world but yourself, don't talk to too many people about it. In fact, put your blinders on, just like they do in the horse races, right? They put these blinders on the horse so they can't see the guy to the right of him. He might slow down to that speed. They can't see the guy to the left of him. He might slow down to that speed. He sees only one thing, the finish line. Put your blinders on, see that finish line, and just keep running until you get there. Smash through every single obstacle that might stand in your way and, and just get there. TheMaxChallenge.com. You can also reach us at 732-702-3003, and we are always very enthusiastic and happy to talk to people that want more information about franchising or just to learn more about the max challenge in general yep absolutely and all that information will be on the franchise academy podcast.com so check that out have a great day man absolutely thanks this has been another episode of the franchise academy podcast for more info go to our website the franchise academy podcast.com remember to subscribe to tom scarta's youtube channel for educational videos on franchising education insight and inspiration